Here we go! Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. Before we get any further, don't forget, you can find us always and forever on lovethynerd.com, at ltnonair.com, where you can listen to the entire radio station, super dope, or at lovethynerd.com slash twitch to find our live streams, lovethynerd.com slash Facebook to find our Facebook group, and also lovethynerd.com slash Discord so that you can get in and be a part of all of the cool things that we're doing over on Discord, which is where I think most of our meaningful community, what's the word, I'm doing hand gestures. I was trying to find the word because I didn't write it down. Community was the word I was looking for. Mm. I think that's what happens the best is on Discord personally. You think so? Uh, we pull a lot of posts from Facebook, so we do. you tell me. We pulled some some this week. I yeah. mean, we pull them every week, but sometimes I think people just, it's like they put on these digital boxing gloves and are like, come on, come at me, bro. Digital boxing gloves, like, let's go. It's like, they, it's, it's like they want to fight and they think like good-natured fighting is fun. Yeah. And it is, but with that many people, there's just no there's way no that you can yeah. guarantee that it's going to remain good natured. So when people come into that space and are like, this is probably going to ruffle some feathers, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it, you nailed then it. do not post, then do not post it, bro. Or sister, friend, uh, human person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Hey, speaking of, uh, somebody and or something that didn't pull any punches, uh, this bug that is going around trigger warning, vomit stuff. <laughs> if you cannot handle about listening to some throwing up stuff, we're not going to, we don't have a, like an audio recording of him throwing up. So you're probably fine, but we're going to be talking about it. And it, it was, was a doozy. <laughs> it was a freaking thing that happened. Anyway, Anna, you were there. Yeah. Okay. So some things have happened because we recorded last Wednesday. I remember. On Thursday, I woke up oh, and dang. was going to take our children to school. Well, I did. I did take them to the bus, the bus stop. As I'm getting them ready for the bus stop, I'm like, I don't feel awesome. I don't feel awesome. Um, which I was confused about because I had a stomach bug two weeks ago. Well, about three weeks ago now. And, um, and I, so I thought that I had had the stomach virus that was going around. No, friend, not even close. I you did not wish you had already had it. I don't know what, I mean, there are multiple things going around. Maybe, um, it wrecked me like flat on my back. I am never that sick Ever. outside of maybe pregnancy and a couple of food poisoning instances, perhaps. Even those, I don't even, man, um, it was very, it was bad. Like I texted our, our doctor friend and was like, 
at what point does a person think about going to the hospital? Is this what dying feels like? Well, I mean, really, it was like, I cannot seem to get hydrated and I cannot seem to retain anything. And like just getting anything in me was very difficult. Yeah. And so I was like, it's going to start getting really bad soon. And I don't know if maybe starting the bug with an empty stomach because it started in the morning may have set me back quite a lot and made it worse. I'm not really sure, but I, it was like from 6am to midnight that I could do nothing, nothing at all. Worthless. Uh, Yeah. I had to go check on you because I was sure I'd lost you. Yeah, because normally you'll saunter out like yes. a zombie, the dishes, make sure these kids clean up. Mm-hmm. I did not see backseat you. driving. <clears throat> I was like, PJ needs his mom. Where mm-hmm. was like where she, where she is at? No, nope. you were. I walked in the smell coming out of that room. Not because <laughs> you pooped the bed or anything, but like just it just you know like the sickness kind of stench. <laughs> it was there. And so I walked in and you were just like, uh, lying, on, lying on your back with your hands kind of on your stomach, but not really like the tips of your fingers on your stomach. And you just rolled your head over barely like a 25 well, degree. Like uh. lifting my head up from my pillow made me nauseated. Yeah. Like everything. So, you know, whatever. I That it, was all I needed though. I just needed that to. That was, yeah, that was until breathing. midnight. At midnight, I, at that point started to become like, now I feel sick because I'm actually hungry. So that was good. That was yeah. a good sign. I felt really, really weird. Still wasn't great the next day because I was so weak. Bleach everything. Oh my bleach gosh. Bleach all of it. Everything. And Naomi's like, this house stinks. It smells, it smells like bleach. bleach. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I'm not usually a bleacher, but I'm like, I don't want, I don't want anybody else having this because the next day we knew a family whose kid ended up in the ER. Oh with my gosh. This virus. Kid walked, they were coming to game night at our church. And they got all the way to the front door and he barfed all over the front door. I mean, all over it. And the mom was like, nope, and turned around and walked away. And that's not even like, I'm just trying to be silly. Somebody told me that's what she said and then picked up her kid and walked away. To which I was like, okay. And so I had to clean that off. This is superfluous information. I had to clean all that stuff off with the shortest hose I've ever seen in my entire life. So I was like, I was literally like squeezing my finger over the top of it. Cause I couldn't get good pressure on it. And it was freezing cold outside, by the way, oh, a lot really? of stuff happening. And it was like, I, I had to like shoot it another five and a half feet onto the, onto the, the door. But anyway, like that was going around. The right. bug is yeah. making its rounds. So, Kid went to the ER. Yes, he goes to the ER. I'm like, severely after dehydrated. How I felt, I was like, I don't want, I don't want Bubba getting this. I don't want anybody. I don't want any of my people getting this. So I really cleaned everything, you know. If it took you out for a day, I'm out for a week. Easy. So, Easy. um, week goes by and I'm like, I think. Oh, that night. I got something. That game night. I don't know what happened. Maybe it's because I was on my hands and knees cleaning up all of this, uh, all of this stuff. But anyway, like he, he, he barfs. I clean all of it up that, that evening at game night. I'm like, Oh, feels like somebody's like solving a Rubik's cube kind of in my stomach. Um, and I went through probably about a half an hour's worth of something mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah, well, it wasn't I a mean, fun half hour. I really hope that that was it for yeah. you. So then, um, 
Caleb gets invited to a birthday party. This is like, you know, it's been about a week. Yeah. And people are like, are you, are you guys good? And I'm like, I, I think we're good. Nobody else has gotten anything. Yeah. And, um, so I let him go to this birthday party. And then that night, <laughs> oh, this is last night. Mm. It's like, I don't know, 1030, maybe he comes into my room because I'm, um, embroidering and watching Stranger Things mm-hmm. as, one, as does. one does. yeah. And uh, he comes into my room and is like, Mama, I don't feel so good. I'm like, why are you in <laughs> yeah. here? Go to the toilet. Wrong room. Go to the toilet. Go to the toilet. And I just hear the sound and you know what sound I'm talking about, people. The liquid hitting the floor. You and hope I'm it's like, the floor? Oh my gosh. So I'm like, trying to go and grab some stuff to clean it up. And as I'm doing this, he's just like, I don't even know what he was doing, <laughs> but I come back. <laughs> it's everywhere. Like on every surface. I mean, except maybe the ceiling. Did he we check told the ceiling? me he was recounting this story to his sister this morning. And oh, I was like, great. I pretty much got, got throw up everywhere except in the toilet. <laughs> Uh, I think a little bit got in a the toilet. A little bit was in the toilet. The top most of, the, of it like wasn't. The, the toilet seat demolished. Oh yeah, it was all over the top. It was in every layer of the toilet seats. You know, you've got the yeah. lid, you've got the ring, you've got the actual bowl. Again, I'm sorry was, for this, but this is our life. It it was on either side of the walls where the toilet is. Yep. It was on the back wall behind the toilet. Yep. It was on inside of the door. Yeah, all over the door. It was splattered from his sister's room, bedroom door, all the way to his bedroom door. Which is a span of about eight feet. Like the splatter, you guys. And so, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Again, I'm so sorry. There was so much of it. Well, well there to, was get, to coat all of those surfaces. So, so I, and I, <sighs> You guys. But that demon came out of him. I am not sure. I'm not a very good person to be sick with. I'm not mm. super sympathetic. Um, and I was big mad. Oh, I yeah. I was big yeah. mad. I was not sympathetic because I was like, um, you came to me, told me you weren't feeling well. I told you to go to the toilet. And then like, once you were at the toilet, what did you do? Like, just, raise blah, blah, your blah. <laughs> yes. like, how did this happen? This should have been preventable. You had time. And like, and he just, he keeps on heaving while he's listening to me, to me be like, toilet, toilet, toilet. And he's not leaning over the toilet. That's, and he's the oldest kid. That's him in every situation though. Well, every like, situation. And we've had stomach viruses where he made it every time yeah. to the toilet. And that's why I was like, what is happening? Which I knew exhaustion might be a part of it. And like Not the fact well. that it was like projectile. Oh my gosh. So, so he basically, and I come in here, I march in here. You're doing a destiny raid with your little, um, I'm doing my first ever play date vow the disciple. Group. Try, I mean, try, try hard to get this thing together. It was a piece of work. Right. And you're like, I need you to come out here. Uh, like, and I did. Do you disagree? Holy moly. I do disagree. I know you were like, because what I, can I, I do? I just stood there and then you, I was like, what can I do? And then you, you gave me the eyes and I'm like, you asked me to Here's come. Here's the deal. 
to me, and I told you this in the moment, I was like, this moment is a lot like pushing a baby out where you don't know you might that, not be able to do anything in that moment, but I need you to be here and fully appreciate what is happening right now. Because Caleb is yeah. like sitting on the pile of laundry in the basket and just watching me clean up. Nobody can travel anywhere. Like I have to clean paths mm -hmm. in order for yeah. us to be able to reach one another. Well, because of the the puke moat. Hey, you did it, and I'm so <laughs> proud of you. And I don't want to brag, but I also did it as well. Oh, uh, and so and then I'm like, we're in for a long night. I'm gonna stay up and fold all the laundry yep. because there's a huge amount of laundry headed our way, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I went through probably twenty, probably twenty rags almost. Um, yeah, cleaning that. And so I'm like, let's, let's get the laundry done. Uh, he got sick one more time. Yeah. Threw up one more time. And nothing. And the rest of the night, fine. whole night he slept, which is amazing. Yeah, I and love I'm it. like hugely relieved that he did not get as sick as I did. But I was like, I completely like overthought this. Maybe I was like, that wasn't bad at all this morning. And Bubba was like, do you remember? Remember what? <laughs> yeah. Do you, mm, you seem you look the look bad. on your face said it was terrible. And it was. And then friends, I was there. That was. was terrible. Um. Well, hey. Uh. With that, we're gonna take a short break because you know there's nowhere to go but up after that. So don't go anywhere. When and we come, don't get back, a stomach virus. Yeah. I don't. I didn't really have a good segue During into the break. break. Don't. Don't do it. Just sorry. Sorry about the vomit. Um, hey, stick around. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to be talking about how to cultivate meaningful gaming experiences today on the Church Nerds podcast. And in our next segment, we're going to be looking at some of the things and identifying some, some of the issues that people may have when you're trying to play games with them. And it's not really going the way that you feel like it might or probably should. So stick around and we'll talk about that more right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. What's up, nerds? I'm Julian Jamar, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. The Batman movie. Vengeance, thy name is Robert Pattinson. Buckle up, Batman fans. This one is intense. Buy all the snacks you need to fortify you for three hours of blood, lies, corruption, malice, whisper fighting, whisper talking, car chases, motorcycle chases, and motorcycle car chases just to mix things up. Fans of DC's Darker Tone will enjoy this flick to the max. Every ounce of darkness that could be squeezed in was. The actual film is so dark, we still can't prove Robert Pattinson wouldn't have sparkled in daylight. There was no daylight. This burning question must live on in the adolescent corners of our minds. Paul Dano plays the sadistic serial killer, the Riddler. He is creepy. Men empower his targets, and it takes Batman and Gotham's finest well over half the movie to discover the pattern, the hunting ground, and his motivation. Batman calls himself vengeance in this film. His character also varies from previous iterations in that he is even more dark, more broody, and much younger, and has almost no interest in carrying on his Bruce Wayne life. 
He is goth all the way down to the architecture of Wayne Manor. He also spends quite a lot of time processing crime scenes with Gotham's police force, who vacillate between blaming him for the crimes and being glad he's there. He and Gordon intensely whisper to each other pretty much the entire time. He is the same old Batman in that he doesn't carry a gun, still has Alfred as his sidekick, and of course, falls tragically in love. Speaking of which, Zoe Kravitz plays Catwoman and is heavily featured, which is fun. What good is a broody emo hero without a pretty girl to risk his life for? She saves him a bit too. Her character doesn't get much of an arc, but she does appear to break badish toward the very end in keeping with her usual persona. Content warning for nerdy families wanting to watch together, it's rated PG-13 for intense scenes of after-the-violence violence. The brutal nature of the death of each character is quite clear, but deaths happen off-screen. One F-bomb is also dropped, so do with that information what you will. Once again, I'm Julian Jamar, and this has been Reviews of the Nerds. You can catch all my movie reviews on julianjamar.com. Church Nerds, once again, my name is Bubba. I'm Anna. And if you found us anywhere besides LTN Radio at LTNOnAir.com or the Live 365 app, um, thank you. And we want to make sure that you head over to one of those two places to check out the radio station and all the cool stuff that Radio Matt's doing over there for the best Christian indie rock, pop, and hip-hop. This side of Mason-Dixon line, Mississippi? It's not your mother's... Christian radio station. Unless your mom already listens to LTN radio, in which case it absolutely is your mom's. <laughs> mm. um, anyway, once again, that's LTNonair.com or the Live 365 app and just search for LTN radio and then you're golden. Hey, today we are going to try and identify just a few possible issues that people might have when you're trying to play games with them. So, Here at LTN, what we like to do is we like to build relationships over a lot of different things. We use nerd culture as this, this like social lubricant, right? Like we're just trying to, to ease any tensions, create any kind of levity that we can. Um, and sometimes that means like really highly competitive things. And sometimes that means real leisurely, you know, cooperative experiences. Um, and we want to talk about some of that kind of contextually and also like as a whole, because what we're going to try and do with the whole episode here is we're going to try and talk a little bit about um, cultivating meaningful gaming experiences. Right. So I think something that I think is pretty common um, is when people who, who do enjoy games um, like, they have a hard time finding other people to play games with or are like, you know, I just, I can never seem to play games with people. Yeah. Um, people don't want to play games with me. Um, it or, usually boils down to that one point. I just can't get anybody to play a game with me. And so, or if you like, you try to have a game night and it's a failed game. Nobody night. just shows up. Yeah. Um, 
that is disheartening and yeah. it's frustrated. And so I think in this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about why that happens. Why it, why it might happen. Can happen. Yeah. Um, not putting this all on, you know, the host of the, of the experience here necessarily. Sure. But there are, we're going to talk about how to not have that happen. Maybe like how to, how to, I don't even know. But. Yeah. So in this first half, again, it's going to be identifying some of the outliers or some of the reasons, the underlying reasons, maybe why people don't want to play games with you or at your game night. You might, you might have people be like, well, I'm not really a game person. Yeah. And I, I said, I don't think that that's really true. I think people think that that's true. I think they probably just haven't played the right game, which I don't want to say it like that mm -hmm. to them. Because sure. what you're saying is you don't know yourself. I know I know better yeah. than you do what you like and don't like. But usually the people, the reason people decide that they are quote unquote not a game person is because of one of these reasons yeah. that we're about to talk about right now. And more. So like if we don't cover one that you know to be true, please hit us up on social media at Church Nerds LTN on Twitter, or you can find us on Facebook. Um, just search for Church Nerds. Also want to go into this with a quick caveat saying, do not use the things that we say as a reason to bully somebody into playing a game with you. If they just don't want to play, walk away, read well, the room a little bit. That it might be one of the reasons yeah. why they are not a game person. Yeah, I just I just wrote down you. <laughs> yeah, you know who you are. Anyway, let's get into this because you know we these next fifteen minutes are going to go by really fast. Um, they always do. No, not on this oh, podcast. Come on, man. Oh, man, like that. All right. So one reason is people are just not interested <laughs> in the game that you're bringing to yeah, table. Yeah, shocker, it's right? Not interesting to them. Yeah, there's. Hey, you want to play a game? Not really. That's, no. And I know, I know <laughs> that you know that if they would just play the game, mm -hmm. then they would find it interesting yep. because it's so fun. Like if they would just try it. But friend, it's like trying to get my nine-year-old to just try to throw up in the toilet. <laughs> no, oh, I was gonna no, say kidding. trying foods at dinner. Oh yeah. Where it's like, it really doesn't matter what I say. Um, no. At our, at our table, it has to come down to like a kicking and screaming will yeah. issue. But if you want to retain that friendship, probably don't bring it to that. Yeah. Maybe it's just not important enough to like, you don't have to argue with them. You don't have to persuade them. And if they're not, if they're not interested, maybe just drop it. Yeah. We'll talk about techniques again in the next one. These are, these are identifiers and it's really going to be hard for us because it's, it's kind of a natural progression for us to go, Hey, here's an issue. Here's, here's a solution. Here's, the, here's yeah. a fix. We're going through Proverbs right now. So that's just kind of where our, where our brain is. Um, uh, next one here, the game just takes too long to explain. I you see what I did to, there. Yes, I yeah, do. I was making a point. That was boring. Well, uh, there are lots of like videos and memes about this on like all the social media where they're like, your, your gamer friend comes over and is like, Hey, you want to play this game with me? It's going to be really fast. And then they <laughs> yeah. take like 35 minutes explaining yeah. rules and you're Two like, you know, it's, it's the SpongeBob meme. Right. And it's like, or, or the, um, the Rose heart of the ocean from Titanic. Oh, it's a hundred years. 
it's been, been 94 so years. Like all that stuff, right? Uh, the quote is not important. What's important is time has passed. And so like legitimately speaking though, there are just games like that, that, are, that exists. Like I'm going to scythe. If you guys don't know scythe or scythe, how are you, however you would like to say it, it honestly doesn't matter. Uh, that game takes a long time. I'm looking at another game right behind you. Brass Lincolnshire it takes a long time to explain. Uh, Dune Imperium. Great game. Takes, takes a little bit of a, of a time to explain. And then the B, the creme de la creme, in my personal opinion, uh, Twilight, Twilight Imperium, Imperium fourth edition can take a flying <laughs> leap because I, I do not have the time to sit around and learn all of that stuff. I'm not interested in it. Is that like we played one game of that? With? We played one round of it. Yeah. With your brother. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's not what I was thinking of, though. What What was it that we were playing with? Um, oh, Stink, I can't remember his name. This is some real great banter we got going uh, on right here. I'll Perfect time to have this uh, conversation. Truman. Truman. No, 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 that's Gloomhaven. Okay, okay. Well, that's another. That's yeah. another one, yeah. Shorter learn, longer play. Holy moly. Yeah. It was. So anyway, I mean, like, that's a that's a big deal, and... We have put a lot of time and effort into like LTN into training people on how to teach games in a more condensed way. Yes. Yeah. So some, yeah, there's that. There's also like, you never ever want to throw somebody in who's, who hasn't played long games or oh, difficult games. Yeah. Like you, you gotta, you gotta read the room. Don't, How about, don't try to just bring that out at the family reunion. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's where you, although maybe the family reunion's the place because uh, you're there they're, all yeah, day They're not long. going anywhere. That's for sure. Sheesh. Um, you know, Aunt Ethel, she's going to be there. <laughs> um, how about this one? The theme sucks. Hey, I got a great game. You and I should play it. Oh really? What's it about? Knitting. Yes. Yeah, uh, bird watching. Um, I can't believe you said bird watching right now. No, I 100%. I said, we said this on Mad Bubba in the morning, all right, on, on, on Beard Bros, just, just this past week, we, we had Wingspan as one of our games that is just like, like they're fungicational, all right? Like we had that on there because it is, it's a great, and it's a great game. But if I'm like, hey, you want to play, you want to play a game about bird watching? Right. Your answer should probably be no. I mean, it's hard for me to say that because the whole thing about that specific game, Wingspan, is how you can set it up and people want to play it. Like it just draws them in, mostly because of that, th the little eggs and all that. Yes. So, well, it, I mean, it we're looks taking very engaging. You're taking setup out of it. When right. you're like, hey, do you want to play a game? What game? Wingspan. What? what is, I've never heard of that. What's it about? It's, well, it's, it's about bird watching. Mm -mm. No. No, I don't actually. Um, you have you don't have paint dry the game, like we're gonna watch birds. Is that what we're doing? Well, yeah, and maybe saying the theme sucks is kind of harsh because it's it's not really that it's a bad theme, but it may not be a theme that really engages that the your audience. Once you get into it, like Wingspan is a great game. Like I'm not saying that it's not. It is we. we 
we used to own it. I actually gave it to your brother because he oh, yeah. wanted it. I That's why it. I was like, where is my copy? Yeah. I gave it to your brother because he wanted it. And I was yeah. like, yes, go and live at somebody's house yes. who really, not that I don't want you wingspan, but somebody that absolutely does. But the theme can be a barrier. Like in the same way, we're like, oh, you just haven't played the right game yet because you haven't found the right theme. It's like, those are the things that can actually keep people from doing it. Uh-huh. And the same can be said if I'm like, I've got the best game in the world that you need to play. It's called Dice Throne. It's a, it's this super fighting game. And people are like, I don't want to play another fighting game. No, thank you. And so you got to read that room, right? You got to understand. Yeah. So theme, the theme sucks, period. It's it's this, this subjective idea I, that I don't resonate with whatever right. it is that you're trying to kind play. Kind of runs in, tam, in tandem with that, like not interested. Yeah. No. Mm, hard pass. I'm not interested because. Yeah. Um, how about the game is too competitive? The game is too competitive or we are too competitive. Yes. Could be. Could there be are a games bit. you and I do not play together. There are games we don't play together. I think, <clears throat> yeah, there are some games that bring out competitiveness, um, like really fast paced games and stuff like that. Um, and then there are some games that, purposefully cut competitiveness out or at least all the way you're going to be competitively you're competing against the board altogether cooperative games um and so but there are people who like uh, monopoly just think monopoly and why so many people hate it a lot of times it's for this reason yeah because once people start playing it they are so competitive that they put winning that game above all else and and people just end up angry about it you know and it's not still don't fully understand why that's one of the most played games (laughs) in history but so so competition when people aren't interested in that thing and i think that competition in and of itself brings out a lot of nastiness in people like you're talking about when it all costs right um you know, it, it has potential to it, do that. Yeah. It's not every time, but if you have a very competitive person, a highly contentious person, right? Like that's going to be an issue because it's going to feed into that person's uh, personality profile, right. for lack of a better yeah. way to put it. And if I know that you are prone to that and you're inviting me to play that game with you, uh-huh. I'm just going to hard pass on that. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't care if do it's that. cool with anybody. I'm just not going to put myself in that situation where I know I'm going to have to punch you in the throat um, before the night is over. And so like when I see people go into those situations, I just grimace, Uh you know, and when I see it happen, when, you know, uh, somebody says the phrase that is the triggering phrase or is somebody has to say the calming words, you know, to bring people down. Hey, guys, it's okay. Pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. That, That was our phrase for when things were getting too out of control on stream. But like, hey guys, uh, is everybody okay? Do we need to take a breather? It's like, we shouldn't. Ne- we just shouldn't have to do that. We shouldn't have to. But that's one of the reasons that people don't want to play games with people um, is because things are just too competitive. Yeah. How about the game itself is just too confusing? Right, and th- and this is one again that kind of goes hand in hand with the takes too long to explain. But I so that the. the Long explanation can be a barrier on just a time and interest level. There are some games where the mechanics are just too deep for people. Yeah. 
and they feel like an idiot the entire time they're Mm -hmm. playing. Like they don't get it. And there are people who are willing to work through that. Yes. But there are a lot of people um, who aren't willing to work through that for a game experience. I think they'll work through it for something with a more tangible reward at the end. Yes. Uh, like filing taxes. You're like mm. we all have to problem solve hard things a lot of times, but some people are like, I want to play a, a game. Yeah, I don't want to do that now. I keep work at work. Yeah. Like this is just too uh, much like brain fatigue for me. Yeah. I'm just not here for it right now. I want to just, and I can't focus on my conversation with you if we're c- totally engrossed in like this super deep, confusing game and it's not, that's not worth it to me right now. Some people really thrive on complicated gameplay. Yes. And so, and I mean, like it is just watching somebody who gets it, get it is just, to me, is fascinating. When I'm watching somebody who doesn't get it and is like, I have, this is, some people when they play TI4, right? Twilight Imperium 4. They're like, we're four hours in. I am not going to win this game. There's still four hours left of it. Oh no. What have I done? You had that experience too um, with time stories when you were playing with somebody where guy was just not into it and checked out. Yeah. And so it was like a waste. It's not only a waste of time. It feels like it's like mm, there's like you could feel good about it. You could feel neutral about it Mm -hmm. or you could feel bad about it. And it goes all the way to like feeling bad about it because then people get frustrated because it's like, Hey, are we going to play this game or we're not going to play it? Yeah. You know? And, um, and that's, you know, and there were people there enjoying that experience, but that mm-hmm. person, yeah, that was just not the right, right game for that. And like, sometimes person. it, sometimes it doesn't come down to complexity. Sometimes it's just that the, the synapses in their brain just does, they don't fire the same way that yours do. So, Something that like solving a puzzle or whatever. I, we had this when we were playing, um, I think we were playing micro macro. I can't remember, but we were, we were doing it and some people were all into it yep, and I other people were like, I don't care for that game uh, personally, which sucks because I bought that game. I, I was like, oh dang, this is some Anna and I could do together. Um, you and do, so, you do, you buy these games specifically to play yeah. with me. And then I'm like, mm. and you dump all over them. So a game is too confusing for somebody that might be, how about, we've talked about this a little bit already. A game's just too long to play. Yeah. Somebody's like, yeah, okay. I'll play a game with you. You're like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Now it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be fine. It's going to be quick. This is us. Every time we play villainous, every single time you and I play villainous, we're like, we're going to get through this. We're going to finish this dang game. It's going to be great. And I love that game. I will buy every, Anna hates this. I will buy every uh, we single version. I could maybe justify two versions, but what are we at? Like seven or something uh, now? Just count however many there are. It's too much. And I have okay. all of them because I love that game, right? Now, my love for that game is not equal to the number of games that I have completed of Villainous. No. We have, we have probably finished maybe two. I, I will, I will just say it's not my fault. We didn't finish the other day. I had a nine o'clock PM meeting to get to. I I left it out so we could finish it later. 
Yeah, and, and I accidentally put, put it, it away. away. I thought we were done. I thought <sighs> we had decided. Anyway, but the game. I, I hate leaving games unfinished. I hate yeah. that. Well, I marked it down as a win for me. The <laughs> games take too long. It just is what it is. That, to, to me, with some games, when other stars align, it's like, I don't, I, that's a play experience I'm not interested in. I will put myself in that situation if it means that I will cultivate a meaningful game experience sure. out of that. And I think there are some, some times you can plan for that yeah. all day long game experience, but it's kind of like a D and D campaign where it's like block a day off on your calendar. We are doing this thing. We're having this experience oh, yeah. together. We're going to go on an adventure. Uh, my, there was always like my dad loves to play Axis and Allies. Yeah. And so family gathering, you know, you're together for one or two days. And one of those days, one of those afternoons was Axis and Allies Day. Oh, yeah. And it would take, you know, six hours ish to, to play do that, that game. We still do that with Hero, HeroScape, mm -hmm. you know, and you used to hate, oh my gosh, you used to hate that stuff. So, Add all of those things up in any order or any number of them together. And it leads to this final one here. They have had a negative past experience. So all of the things that make people not maybe want to play a game with you right. might have already happened to them they before. They had a bad experience and now they are not really a game person. And they just know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's going to happen again with yep, you. That's going to be repeated. And so I say this all the time, Anna loves it when I say this, people are some of the moments that have led up to this moment right now. Okay. It's just, you say it every single episode. It bears repeating that <laughs> we forget all the time, you know, that, that this is, things have happened to people before. And so when you, when you think about a person as not just this moment, but as a bunch of moments, some of these can come in to, to the equation here. And so- we're going to talk about here in, in just a little bit, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about maybe some of the things that we can do to address these specific things that people might have issues with and kind of draw them over to the dark side of having fun and playing a game. I think you're drawing them out of the dark and into the light. Well, tomato, potato. Into, okay. Into marvelous light. Yeah, we're out of here now. Hey, <laughs> hey, stick around. Don't go anywhere because we'll be back with more of the Church Nerds Podcast. Have you ever heard a nerdy word or phrase that you were positive you should know, but you didn't? We've all been there, feeling like our nerd cred is dropping by the second. Well, fear not. LTN is here to help you hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up an ear and pay attention because we've got a new nerdy definition for you. Today's term is Prime Directive. Also known as Starfleet General Order Number 1, the Prime Directive is a guideline that all Starfleet members and ships must adhere to in the Star Trek lore. It reads as follows. As the right of each sentient species to live in accordance with its normal cultural evolution is considered sacred, no Starfleet personnel may interfere with the normal and healthy development of alien life and culture. Such interference includes introducing superior knowledge, strength, or technology to a world whose society is incapable of handling such advantages wisely. Starfleet personnel may not violate this prime directive, even to save their lives and or their ship. 
unless they are acting to write an earlier violation or an accidental contamination of said culture. This directive takes precedence over any and all other considerations and carries with it its highest moral obligation. Essentially, don't screw around with cultures that haven't developed warp technology yet, which is based on a rule the Vulcans had as well, waiting to make first contact with Earth until Zephram Cochran's first successful warp flight. And all the captains totally always follow this directive. So, next time your Trekkie friend forces you to binge watch some Next Generation with her, and you hear someone say, But Captain, that would violate the Prime Directive. You won't have to fake it, because now you understand that reference. Welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And if you're listening to us anywhere other than LTN Radio, which you can find on LTNOnAir.com or on the Live 365 app, um, go do go go check those spots out because there's more than just this podcast. If you found us on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, or even on our website at LoveThyNerd.com slash Church Nerds, hey, Go check out the rest of the cool stuff there on the radio. Hey, today, right now, in this moment, we are talking about how to, um, I want to use the word coerce, but that feels too um, sleuthy. Yeah, icky. Yeah, we're not trying to coerce trick. Coerce is, is always a negative word. Yeah, I know. I knew when I was saying it that it was bad. I just couldn't think of a better no, word. cultivate is the right word. No, no, I, no, no, no. I, you cultivate an experience. You coerce people, like to, to convince, to convince people that hey, maybe playing a game with you is not as bad an idea as they think that it is. So, in the previous segment, just to kind of catch everybody up who's confused, like my wife sitting across from me right now, on what it is that we talked about in the last segment, um, it was why people might not want to play a game, not just with you, but may, maybe. All we are saying is. Give games a chance. Oh my gosh. Why do I do this with you? (laughs) People have negative experiences with games and that comes from a bunch of different reasons. What can we do to help offset those experiences that they may or may not have had by creating positive, cultivating those meaningful experiences for people to have positive memories when they go to play games with you next time or with any other person. And so... Let's get into it. Yeah. So I think to start all of this out, you have to figure out. Give them a lot of money to play games. Yeah, that might work. You try paying people. You need to do a little bit of soul searching and heart motivation um, evaluating to figure out why you want to play a game with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, because so we kind of operate from a standpoint that gaming together means you're, you're cultivating relationships with people. Not always are we motivated that way though. Correct. Like that would be a good motive. Sometimes we want to play a game because we personally want to win <laughs> or like yeah. we just really like this game or we, I don't know. 
I don't know what the reasons are. We but have I, to play games for work. <laughs> I think, though, sometimes we get into that more um, selfish motivation yeah. with our gaming. Sometimes it's, I want to play this game because this is the game that I'm comfortable with. Oh, yes. And so you need to play my game because oh, I know how to play this game and I know how to win at this game. Oh, I saw, win is putting it lightly. Erin <laughs> uh, Warmbier posted a picture. Uh, she was like, of, uh, it was of Ezra. She's like, in which Ezra teaches a game which he know he knows he can win every single every time. time. And I think that sometimes we do that. Like we get so good at a game and so it's fun to us to play it, but to just bring somebody into that is not, that's not fun. Yeah. And so if our, come watch me win, <laughs> we have to, we have to break out of our selfish motivations for yeah. gaming in order for these experiences to be meaningful to other people yes to go to move from selfish gaming into selfless Ooh, gaming um and so how do we do that how do we do it i like we you have to think about what you or what somebody else wants out of an experience not just a gaming experience but a lot of experiences yep um, as a human being, what are the things that motivate people to do anything, to do anything, right? Because they are the same things that motivate people to want to play games, right? which again, we've already said that it's, it's in the title, right? Like it's a game. Games are meant to be fun. They're meant to be it's play a respite from mm -hmm. your normal slog and stuff like that. And so, play, play is, you know, psychologists really have been unpacking lately that it, like play is very important very even important. as it like yes we tell preschoolers to play and kindergartners to play but then somewhere in middle school and high school we get into this like no just buckle down and learn yeah um and then once you're done learning in high school you're learning in college and once you're done in college then you're just working and trying to keep your yeah. house and not making room for play and so and play is really important right yeah. And so we all have different or at least it ways be. that we engage in play. Gaming is one of those things. Some people, their version of play might be like working out or something. I don't know. Yeah. We all have different ways, but like, what is it about gaming is not intrinsically social because there are, there are solo games and some people love playing games solo. I'm telling you right now, the stereotype you think of when you think of a gamer is a stereotype for a reason. Uh-huh. Like alone in his mom's basement. Well, even like board games, like um uh Stonemeyer games like is he is passionate about There's single player. making sure that you yeah. could play any game, any one of his games by yourself because nobody will play that game with you. Like yeah. if you just like deep thinky games and that is life giving to you, you can play against the board on your own, you know? So it's not, this is not necessarily addressing that, no. that, you know, if you, if you just want to win a thing, it's like a punching bag for you. Yeah. Go for it. Play by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but in a social gaming experience where you are being around other people and trying to cultivate relationship with them. Yes. We need to move to a different spot. 
We have talked before, really, again, so many caveats before we get all the way into it. We have talked about before the need for competitive gaming. If you are a professional gamer, if you play the Pokemon Pokemon trading card game, or if you play Magic the Gathering, or whatever, I don't, it doesn't matter. If you are in a, you know, Dice Throne, if you are in a tournament setting, your goal is to win, right? Like that is a highly competitive state of mind and place to be in. This is now what we're talking about. We're talking about the casual game. We're talking about a space where you are actually trying to get somebody to engage in this experience with you and maybe even create another enthusiast around the thing Mm -hmm. that you find fun. Mm -hmm. So some of the things that people want out of relational experiences in general. Yep. A big one is that people want to be seen and people want to be heard. Yep. Like they don't want to be, and we'll talk a little bit about like introverts and stuff because some people do not want to be seen at oh, all. Oh, yep. But nobody wants to be valueless at the table. And so um, if you're playing a cooperative game, but only one person is calling all the shots or- Call that person a table captain. Uh-huh. That doesn't create a meaningful experience for the other people because it's like, do I need to be here for this or you could just do this all by yourself because I'll just go get a drink and go talk to my friends. What's interesting is some games do have a table captain mechanic built in, but it is always uh, the table captain mechanic is always something that is like voted upon, or we know that this person is going to be in charge of this round or like whatever is going on. Right. The unofficial table captain is not an elected official. Okay. And so if somebody's like, no, 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 go here. Uh-uh, do this. No, I, you, you take it oh, back. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Like nobody wants that. Again, you're removing somebody's ability to, to make choice. Right. Mm-hmm. To, to, to live freely in this time of rest, heavy air quotes. Um, if my time of rest means I just have to do what you want me to do, I'll just not do it. I can, right. I can go somewhere else and not have to worry about that stress. Yeah. So people want to be seen and heard unless. Unless they are the kind of person who actually wants to sit and observe, you know? And so in some cases, we don't, if you really have to know your audience or, you know, and you might not know if this is a game night and a stranger walks in, yeah. you don't know anything about that person. So you're going to have to do a little bit of guesswork and oh, yeah. sleuthing and just observing what kind of person they seem like in general. But it, you know, if they seem like a shy person, maybe don't play a game where they have to like perform yeah. or um, don't be like, Hey, uh, what do you, what do you think? Tell us what to do. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, kill me now. Yeah. No, thank you. I this don't. game is about sharing your deepest, darkest secrets. I mean, some of them just want to sit and watch for a little bit. Yeah. And so giving them the space to do that, if that seems like they're bent, still valuing them and, you know, interacting with them and stuff. That was a tough one for me to learn. I'm not going to lie because like, and I, I teach people this all the time now, but that was a real tough one for me to learn. Uh, I would tell people all the time, well, Hey, we're not qualifying for worlds or nationals or anything. Like you have nothing to lose. Just sit down and play the game. You'll have fun. And when it finally stuck that it was like, they don't know any 
anything about this. They don't know me. They don't know why they should trust anything that I say. And I don't know their past experiences. It was like at our, at our game night on, uh, you know, last Friday, we had, you know, a, a family that was there and we were just playing the game, you know, mm-hmm. card game. And so we were sitting down and playing it. And I was like, would do you, would you like to play? Her husband was playing and she was like, no, I don't want to. I was like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then we moved on. Yeah. And somebody was like, oh no, come on. And I was like, no, it's, it's totally fine. If she doesn't want to play, she doesn't have to play. Right. Like, but if you want to help your husband, you're also welcome to do that. Yeah. I do not care what the rules say. Sometimes people want to sit out and watch a game exactly. before they'll hop in. Exactly. I think another another thing that people that can scare them off is if they are if they feel like they're going to be alone in there. Oh, yeah. Like kind of floundering and lost in rules and stuff. People don't in general like to feel that. And so kind of eliminating that by we're we're big fans of cooperative games, 100%. especially for people who are not game people or are like hesitant. It's like, it's okay. You don't team. have to know a lot about this. Like you can literally ask, we will help you with anything. And even if the rules say, I'm not supposed to know what your cards are. If you need help navigating your cards yeah. and how to play them. Just play open face. We, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So feeling, <laughs> feeling like they are not alone at their place at the table can sometimes help them to have a more meaningful experience. My friend, Steven. Uh, AKA Lil Riddler. Um, he, he's really funny for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, one of which is we'll be sitting there playing a game and like, it'll, it'll be like a competitive thing. And he'll be like, can we play teams? Are we playing teams? You play teams? <laughs> and he's being silly, but like there, there is, there is a little bit of, you know, veiled insecurity in that moment where it's like, I don't think I'm going to do well by myself. Right. Um, you know, and so you, we always told you him need no, some but, alliances at the table. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, nobody likes to feel ve- like confused and stupid yeah. uh, pretty much any time ever. That's yeah. a very bad feeling to us as human beings. In fact, our brains actually will try to even when we don't realize we're doing it. A lot of times we'll like just emulate that we are. No, I'm fine. I know what's going on because we would like rather die than look stupid, you know? Yeah. And so if we think we're getting into a situation where we think we're going to look stupid, a lot of times like people will shut down. So we have to try to prevent that in yeah. gaming experiences. A lot of the times what I'll do is if I see somebody, if I'm not teaching the game, right. And I see somebody else is confused. Um, I will say, Hey, can, can you repeat that? Not for me, for for everybody else at the table. I obviously I get it. You know, I'm, I'm overly sarcastic about the whole thing, um, or I w- I will just lean into it and be like, I don't understand what that means. Can you just say that one more time? Or I'll try and help interpret it. What I think that their their confusion is. Okay, so you're saying like if I move here, that I can pick up this piece and move that piece. Um, you know, if I'm teaching the game, I will just like kind of pause and go. Does anybody have any questions? Or I'll do my best to, uh, I'll do my best to kind of like lead people into some, you know, some, some semblance of, Hey, it's okay at any point for you to stop and and ask questions. Right. Um, And it's, and when you teach a game, it can be tempting. Like you've already explained rules twice and somebody doesn't get a rule and you're like, they're like, I, I didn't understand that. And it's like, well, if you'd been listening, 
Yeah. When I was explaining the rules, you, we already went over this. Yeah. I, don't, lo- don't say that because most people want to feel confident. They want to feel yeah. confident and like they know what they're doing. And there's a part of learning that we can't feel like we know what we're doing all the time. That's part of being a student. Yeah. But we don't have to make people feel stupid. So I also legitimately don't make players pay what we call a stupid tax. Okay. Right. So it's like, well, you should have been listening. If you had been listening, I did teach that. Now, obviously we, we play with a lot of people that are like, well, that would have been nice to know. I was like, mm, That's nah. Bubba's favorite, well, when, favorite phrase at I, the table. I, he will do war with anybody who says that. Well, cause literally it's like, no, I, I did. No, you didn't. Well, you were actually on your phone or you got up to go get cheese dip or you, you, you walked away from the table when I was explaining the game. Now, again, that, that kind of factors into how are you teaching? Are you teaching in a way that is compelling and interactive? Are you teaching in a way that people are able to understand it? If you're just reading through rules, you kind of invite that stuff. Sure. You know, Um, if, Hey, everybody, I'm going to read every word of this book and then expect everybody to remember everything. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. So I just don't make people pay a stupid tax. A lot of times I'll say, Oh, I remember when you did this. Do you remember when you did it? I remember when you did it and they haven't done the move yet. Like, Oh, that was a turn and a half ago when I was supposed to have done that. You, normally you would have collected such and yeah. such when this happened. And so, so you I'll know say, what? Let's just go and co- go ahead and collect yeah. it. Pretend you had it. I remember when you did it. I remember when you picked that up yeah. two turns ago. Yeah. Sure thing. Go for it. Uh-huh. So, that may, bear in mind, it may make other people at the table mad. But if you treat everybody like that. Right. It'll smooth it over. Right. Yeah. Because you're, I mean, it's, it's really, it's a, a spirit of generosity at the table. Instead of stinginess and competitiveness and like, well, well t- too late now. Card late is card played. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, we just we don't play like that nah. because people do not want to be ground into a fine powder. They really they like to win. People love to win. And so if you will throw yourself under the bus mm-hmm. in order for another person to win, they will almost always play that game with you again. Almost always. And they will be able to handle losing the next time. But it's hard to handle a loss the first time. Oh my gosh. I don't know why, or, you know. It really, it really is. And I've been that person on both sides of the coin. And when we are teaching people how to, how to teach games to other people, it's, you help them talk through strategies with them that are, that might even like, (laughs) might even make you lose. Like, Hey, I'm here. Honestly, the best thing for you to do right now is to take out my pieces here. That's the most strategic move. Right. On, on the board right now. Sharing strategy at great cost to yourself. Yeah. Again, here here comes that bus, right? But at the end of the day, it's like, I want you to have a really great experience playing this game. Because you're showing them that they matter more than a win to you. Absolutely. And here's like, here's a, like, put your money where your mouth is, right? Like you basically help somebody win and then you let them sign the top of your box on the inside. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Hey, mm-hmm. you won? Sign my box. Guaranteed that person's going to want to play again. Right. Yeah. I think another thing people want with these relationship, you know, building experiences over games, humor oh, is yeah. a really big one. I mean, there are certain crowds that are more, you know, 
uh, they laugh more than others. Yes. There are some groups that we can play like secret Hitler with and some that we would never be able would to play ne- with that. Would never. Um, but I think ultimately people want to laugh together. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime you laugh together, you create an inside joke or, you know, whatever it is. That's another part of that, like being seen and heard and being part of a, like having an experience together yeah. that bonds you. I don't know why laughter does that. It just does. But it's it does. Magic. Well, I mean, that's, that's a big so thing, right? Like silly games. Th- this whole, ev- everything that we're talking about here and all the things that we're not, all the things that you know that work for how you've taught games and what you're doing is you're creating an experience. You're trying to overwrite a memory that is in the negative column for something, uh, for somebody who's had that experience playing games before. If their only experience playing games is Monopoly at a family reunion, you got a lot of work ahead of you. Okay. But it can be done and it might be up to you to do that. It's the same thing as like when we're talking about, you know, being the love of Jesus to nerds in our culture and spreading the gospel. If you're a Christian, um, you know, that kind of a deal. It's, it's, we say all the time, you might be the only Bible anybody ever reads. That's a lot of weight to put on one person's shoulder. But at the same time, I'm sorry. Right. It just and, and is what it is. This is just an extension, uh, you know, gaming is mm-hmm. just an extension of our evangelicalism, um, you know, living our lives in a meaningful way with other people mm-hmm. beyond games. Yeah. Is that, you know, people want to be seen. They want to share experiences. They want to be heard. They want to feel like they have a place and are valued. They want, they don't want to feel judged and stupid and not enough mm-hmm. just by being in your presence. And they might have had an experience somewhere else that made them feel those things they about want to feel comfortable Jesus and competent or about and, Christians. Oh yeah. Like they want, they're looking for those things. And a lot of, um, this stuff we talk about this book all the time it's personal mm-hmm. from orange small book easy read little tiny book um it's great thousand dollars a copy great co- i think it's like 14.99 a copy for this tiny little book yeah it's so good though but a lot of this these ideas not verbatim but they come from this where it's like you really want to get to know a person mm-hmm. and here are some definite like ends these are what people in general yeah. want to know and want to be known, you know, yeah. things to be known about them. Um, this is like, we're talking about one sliver in yeah, gaming. It's a microcosm. But this is a very large thing. But we also want you to have bomb game nights. Oh, not, yeah. not like Absolutely. game nights that bomb. No, no, no. Like, no. like the they, bomb. They're so good. Thebomb.com. How good are they? They're your game nights. That's how good they are. <laughs> so these are principles, right? I mean, take them and apply them across the board when you build relationships with people because... You know, it's, it doesn't hurt that we like to play games and that we're nerds um, and that geek is chic right now. And everybody's into all this stuff uh, in some way, shape or form. You just got to find that niche. And if not, maybe just try having a conversation with somebody. Start there. Mm-hmm. Learn a little bit about that person. Yep. Uh, so you know better how to not combat them, but better how to, how to love them. Right. Yeah. And this is like, just really quick, not that board game board games are the only way to get to know somebody, but like if you listen to somebody and you find out their interests, if it's like an artist, they might like Bob Ross. If they're mm-hmm. a knitter, they might like Arch Ravels. Like there's a game about everything. 
Yeah. Just right about. now there's a game about everything. And if yeah. you come to them and are like, Hey, I know you enjoy such and such. I found this game that is about such and such. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe y- you might like to play. Yeah. That makes them feel like, Oh, it's also important how you word that, right? Like, Oh, this is a game about knitting. You're a knitter. You right. like this, right? You don't want to reduce them to their <laughs> hobby, but I think but it's on like, a, I know you I like know this you thing. And I saw you and I want to engage with you over your yeah. interests. I wondered if you might, I was thinking about, you thought you might maybe or, want to play this. Or if they're a knitter, you could just take them to a yarn store and buy them yarn. I'm just going to throw that out there. Hey lady, we're also trying to do a thing here and you're taking it off the rails. <laughs> Well, hey, speaking of rails, we're going to go ahead and take a break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to give you our church nerds, what are we calling it? Weekly verse. I cannot remember that. You just that. have to read the doc. Like I'm, literally, I'm not it's even, right I'm not even there. looking in that direction. Our church nerds <laughs> weekly verse, and we're going to give you our nerdy recommendation right here on the church nerds podcast. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Final round, fight! Well, to close out our show today, we've got a nerdy recommendation for you, and that is BoardGameGeek.com. Again, BoardGameGeek.com, BGG for short, but don't try and type that into the internet because I don't think it takes you there. But um, this is a website that we use all the time and uh, not Anna and I specifically, but we in the biz uh, use all the time. It's just a a board game uh, website. Basically, it's it's a repository of information. It's like the Goodreads of board games. Yeah, it's Yelp reviews for board games. But on top yeah. of that, there's a lot of pictures, there's, you know, forums and, you know, some blog post stuff. There is games that are hot right now, games that are coming out. You can kind of stay up to date on the newest things that are coming out, as well as find out specific rules about all sorts of stuff on a game that's been out for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times we'll use that to to look up some obscure rule. Yeah, like... Or <laughs> find player you, counts you, for you something. You got a game, and then your kids throw away the yeah the, the, the rule, rule pamphlet. It also it's it never happened. To we'll us. let you uh, like search by categories and themes. So if you're like, hey, uh, fishing, um, or ah, oh, yeah, you know, uh, textile industries, or like yarn or whatever, like gardening you, games. Yeah, gardening. You know, you you can look up some themes of some games on there to kind of find something that might fit. Um, and check it out. And there's usually even like some videos, maybe some how to plays and stuff like that on there as well. So once again, boardgamegeek.com. Anna, we got a uh, Church Nerds Weekly Verse. We do. Kind of a banger. Well, 
First Corinthians 13, maybe you've heard of it mm. at a wedding. I was going to say, did, do we not have this in our wedding? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Next that we time. did a scripture reading. <gasps> anyway, this is a good one that you hear at weddings, but it's not really talking about husband love, husband, husband, wife love. Mm, it's board game love. It, yeah. Hey, mm. it's just like general mankind stuff. Basically, go into your uh, board game experience with these principles yeah. in mind. Or else. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. Love does not brag. It is not arrogant. It does not act disgracefully. It does not seek its own benefit. It is not provoked. And it does not keep an account of a wrong suffered. Mm. I think if you could remember all of those things while you're playing a game, people will have a good time most of the time. Uh, yeah, probably. It will eliminate, I'm going to say 80% of problems. Mm -hmm. because 80, 80 to 100, yeah. Well, I mean... This won't account for like somebody just isn't really into that game topically. But if people are the problem, this, this, this will should fix eliminate it. those yeah. problems. Yeah. When you're doing things, do them in love, period. Because that's it. That's what we're talking about. Uh, with love thy nerd, we exist to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. That's all you need is love. Oh I am. Are, do you love my Beatles references today? I think you can tell by the timbre of my voice that I don't. Um, <sighs> it's fine. Yeah, you're real songy right now. I am songy every episode. That's I, not. Why accurate. are you acting like this is different? <sighs> anyway. Maybe it's because it's later in the day. We're, we're recording much later in the day, we and are. so. A lot of that stuff goes over my head early in the morning. Maybe you're not a morning person. Well, only because I hate them. <laughs> Well, it's time for that new segment that we have, and I really want you. I was gonna say I wanted there to be a sound bite, but I don't want that to be the sound bite. It's Please done. don't. You no, know how not. you know how musicy I, I am. I want it to be like this episode. My dog ate my, and then we have like ruff ruff or something. Oh, I was thinking like a laugh track. <laughs> it, you could also put a laugh track. But we're going to find out what Sylvie ate ruff, this ruff. week. Now, people, she has eaten. I started writing down the things that she has eaten. She has eaten so many things. So many things. Like, I just stopped writing them down. And I was like, maybe this week it needs to be, which of these things did Sylvie not eat? <laughs> yeah. Um, but we didn't. So I think the biggest deal thing oh, that man, she ate I this week believe. I is... Believe it. A discontinued Disney Infinity fig figurine. Yeah. Kylo Ren Kylo Ren. Rest in peace, Kylo. His kappa was detated Dude, from his body. Dude, chewed his head right off his body. And Levi was devastated because of all of our children. He is the one. He's he the loves minifigs. Yeah. Or huge figurines yeah. too also mini or maxi fix yeah. like he he will play with superheroes and guys until like for so long and we had we had the disney infinity and long after that thing was like not working yeah he had all of the little figurines he had hulkbuster we had several star wars several. ones i think we had not a, quite a few of them. did we have a mickey and Minnie? i can't remember yeah, we did because I, I brought him back from stinking e3 i wish disney did not discontinue that i 
super loved it. You and actually a lot of other people. Like, come like on, a lot. Disney. I know you're listening to us. You know they are. Please bring back Infinity. It was so good. Giznip Infinity. And and re-release Kylo Ren so that we can replace him because Sylvie killed him. Yeah, if for no other reason, bring it back because our dog ate it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of selfish. Hey, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Church Nerds. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and being a part of all of these things that we do here at LTM. And if any of this is helpful in any way, please share it. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I'm feeling pretty self-deprecating right now. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know why people listen to this podcast. We just like talking to each other. But basically, there's also a bunch of you who like text me during the week. Oh, Asia texted me this week and was like, hey, this is how you follow makers and crafters. (gasps) I meant to talk about that in our banter. Put it in the show for next week. I will not do that. Come on, man. You do it. Okay. Stop yelling at me. Anyway, um, we love you all for listening, what were you and we love oh. you even if you didn't listen. Yeah, but you'll never know because you're now not you listening know, now. We're telling you on this podcast that we love you, and you wouldn't have known that if you weren't listening. So yeah, well, and they're not listening now, so they don't know. <laughs> um, well, hey, like I said, we're going to get out of here, but please make sure to hang out with us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all the major platforms, and like we've said a billion times on LTN radio each and every Friday morning. You can go to lovethynerd.com slash radio or ltnonair.com or you can listen on your cellular tellular by downloading the Live 365 app and then searching for LTN radio. It's pretty simple. And if you can't find us on that, you can always go over to our episode page at lovethynerd.com slash church nerds. Once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerds. Oh, you want to say it? I don't know. Now you don't know how to say it? I don't. I just, I just, hey, Jesus loves you, nerds. (laughs) That was perfect. (laughs) 